This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by Manscaped.com. Father's Day just around the corner, and you probably need a gift for your hairy dad. Make your dad proud this year and get him and yourself the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the Lawnmower 4.0. Get 20% off right now, free shipping with the promo code OP, O-P-I-E, at Manscaped.com. It says you are live. All right, welcome to my live stream. From the ocean, my God, it's going to be another beautiful day here. I've had a busy morning already. My God, I, I got up at uh, something like 5.30. I, I've already done DDPY yoga, and then I went fishing because the, um, the waves look just about right. I fished for about an hour with uh, my first cup of coffee. Cheers. Here's my second cup. Cheers. And uh, I didn't catch anything. And uh, Doggy was behaving. And just when I wanted to come back into the house and set up the live stream for the day, he goes running down the beach about a half mile. I had a sprint after him. There were dogs down there, fishermen, and he was just trying to check everything out. But uh, it took a lot to get him back, which is unfortunate because he's uh, usually very well behaved. Just flying from Geneva. (laughs) I was watching some of that on TV a little bit, too. Those stupid meetings with world leaders, they try to say how important they are. Blah, 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 blah. They're just photo ops for for both countries. Nothing significant will will happen at these meetings. You know, Biden has to show Putin that he's tough. And Putin's not going to take any of his horseshit. And, oh, shut up. They make a very big deal about it, but uh, whatever. I guess it's good TV, though. I kind of enjoyed the TV with uh, both world leaders arriving in Geneva. Oh, was it you that paid the Skyrider to write about R- Rogan being 5'3"? You're getting it wrong. What makes that thing so funny? Once again, there was a Skyrider out there in L.A., and he wrote in the sky for everyone to see, and he had perfect weather, man. There was no wind up there because usually that Skyriding is crap. When they try to do it uh, out here on the beaches of Long Island, it's all smeary because there's so much wind up there. People waste a lot of money trying to get their sky riding message up up in the air. But um, L.A., perfect. I mean, perfect conditions for sky riding. And it said, Joe Rogan, and this is what makes it funny, Joe Rogan is literally five foot three. And I don't know, I guess no one has come forward yet to, to claim – responsibility for that but it has made me laugh ever since and i'm it has to be i i want to say that it's got to be a comedian because the word literally makes that so funny uh did you ever cut doggies nuts off no we don't know what to do some people swear that if you cut your dog's nuts off too soon i don't know i'm not an expert i'm not a vet a veterinarian but they say that could be one of the uh, reasons why dogs have joint pain uh, later in life because you did it a little too early. I don't know if that's true. And then some some of the philosophies uh, out there are that you should wait until uh, he's two years old. So we're kind of uh, 
we're kind of trying to figure that out. He, he just turned a year, so we're trying to figure that out. Um, plus the fact we get so many compliments on him wherever we go that um, I'm debating if we should breed him because these assholes in New York will pay anything for the, for this type of dog. Five, six thousand dollars. I've heard up to eight thousand dollars. One litter would take care of my city taxes. And uh, last time I was at the dog park in New York City, I actually asked a lady. She had a golden doodle. I'm like, hey, why don't we get these two together? Because she was asking my dog if um, if he was fixed. Because my dog was all over her dog. And I go, no, he's not fixed. And she goes, oh, that explains everything. And I'm like, yo, relax. Let's, let's look at this as a money-making opportunity. Let's get these two dogs together. You know how much money we can bring in in one, one litter of dogs. And then she started thinking about it. She goes, well, I'll see you at the dog park. I'm like, oh, yes, you will. Let's talk about this a little more. You get comments on doggies junk. I, I, I didn't say that. Get doggy laid, Ope. Well, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm only going to get them laid if, uh, you know, we get something out of it, right? It is kind of sad how humans just decide uh, what's right for the dog. I, I, I bet you if you, if you uh, were able to communicate with a dog, he would beg you not to fucking cut his nuts off. He would beg you. But it's too much of a hassle for us humans, so we we go and do that. So it's convenient for us. The dog is like, "Why would you do that to me? That's all I got in life. I only got a few things. I want to pee and shit in the morning. I want to be well fed. I want a dog treat every once in a while, and a couple other shoes to chew on. And I want to be horny most of the day. That's that's a dog's life, and you're taking one of the big things away from him." Hell yeah, I'm trying to be a dog pimp there, Pat Duffy. What's up, Benjamin Tucker? How are you, buddy? Is it time or does Opie look like Woogie from something about me? Woogie? What the? What, what is? Are you turning on me, Benjamin Tucker? Why is my voice getting high? It only gets high when I'm trying to defend myself. Yeah, exactly. Imagine waking up from a nap and your balls have been literally burned off. Would you like that? But I guess we have no choice in this society we live in. I mean, maybe if you had a farm with a lot of land and your dog could just wander free all day long and not bother anybody, then maybe, maybe you keep his balls intact so he could wander around getting horny all day long. But when you're, uh, you know, when you're interacting with a lot of people, it, it turns out to be a real fucking inconvenience. People get really, really mad. <laughs> I swear. Oh, I did start my day uh, with the piss sock. I had a couple dribbles on the toilet seat, and I, I, I wiped that up nice with the bottom of my sock. So, Rachel, you are right. <laughs> How do you know this? How do you know this? <laughs> You're 100% right. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a caffeine fiend. I need my coffee. And I'm just like, it, there's got to be some in here. Where is my coffee? Oh, bravo, Mr. George1226. Opie has taken two invisible sips of coffee so far. Never-ending cup of coffee. You nailed it. I do, I do get some itches. But there's nothing wrong with a good taint itch, right? I love it. Yogi Radio. Oh, by the way, yesterday 
I think I was talking about stretching or yoga a little bit. Oh, they had a yoga class on the beach this morning, too. That was another reason why, because I usually time everything. Like, I get doggy outside a lot earlier, but with the yoga class with all the heinies up in the air, that's going to drive doggy nuts. And they had a dog on top of it. Um, I was like, you know, with the heinies up in the air, I can't let doggy go down to the uh, the beach to pee and stuff. So I, I waited and waited until they were done with their, their class, and that's what, you know, messed up my timing uh, this morning. But anyway, we were talking about yoga yesterday. And someone just casually in the comments, I, I would love to give you credit. I don't know which guy it was or gal. They said, uh, oh, there's uh, there's naked yoga on YouTube. Man, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm always looking for a little something, something, a little something, something that's more natural than not. Uh, like I said yesterday, I hate all that polished crap that's out there. I like something that seems more realistic. Oh, boy, was it realistic. A whole bunch of bodies you don't want to see nude. <laughs> you don't want to see nude at all. All right. So uh, the other thing I want to discuss was the fact that I continue to love Charles Barkley. This Charles Barkley doesn't give a shit. But then again, when you have uh, more money than you'll be able to spend in your life, it makes it a lot easier to not give a shit. But he went after cancel culture, and God bless him. I guess what his uh, his bosses are trying to tone down his shit, trying to tone down his comedy. He used to make fun of what the women in San Antonio is an ongoing uh, bit, and the bosses finally came to him and basically said, uh, "No bueno, you can't do that." And Charles Barkley's basically like, "Well, go fuck yourself and go fuck your cancel culture. I'm out of here after my contract's up." When he turns, I think, 60 in a couple of years. I mean, it's great that people like Charles Barkley are speaking up about cancel culture. And I think recently Kevin Hart spoke up about cancel culture. And I think Chris Rock recently uh, spoke up about cancel culture. But the problem is they, they don't control the media. It's the people that hire Charles Barkley, Chris Rock, Kevin Hart. Those are the people that have to fight back against cancel culture. And, 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 and until they do that, Charles Barkley, Kevin Hart, Chris Rock, and others could babble about cancel uh, culture until they're blue in the face and ain't going to make a difference. You need these executives, these bosses, to be brave enough to push back against uh, cancel culture. But with that said, I love that Barkley uh, took some shots yesterday. Shots, shots, shots. Do you know Dave? Uh, I've never met Dave Portnoy from Barstool. When I was first let go at, at SiriusXM, we had some nice discussions with Barstool. Uh, it never, I don't think it ever got to Dave. It, it got to that woman. I forgot her name now. That sort of runs uh, things behind the scenes. And there was some interest, but in the end, we couldn't really figure out anything that made sense. Uh, but Barstool Sports, I'll be honest with you. If me and Anthony were on the same fucking page, that's what the whole Opie and Anthony, Anthony thing could have been. I think of all the, the, the missed opportunities because we didn't get along all those years, unfortunately. But fuck, I see how successful Barstool is. And I'm like, that was us. That was, we were right there. But we could just never get to that next level because me and Anthony just never got along. Now, nah, we got along the first three years. But, uh, man, the last uh, 15 or so, we did not get along. So the Charles Barkley going after cancel culture, I like that a lot. I don't like that uh, those dirty Tampa Bay Lightning guys – Wait, how do you how do you finish that sentence? Those damn Tampa Bay Lightning guys. 
uh, we're a little dirty, dirty. And then someone on Twitter goes, oh, you watch the same game as me. Your team's dirty. This guy just needs, he just needs this. Like, I need oxygen in the morning. Chip Chipperson is good, babe. If you enjoy that horseshit, then God bless you. Enjoy it. I think it's downright embarrassing. And I know it does good numbers, but it's embarrassing. He has to fucking put on a costume. Imagine he's in the bathroom putting on his costume for that horseshit. Oh, my God. You only put on costumes if you're doing a fucking movie. Oh, my God. What costume am I going to wear today? Hmm. L-M-A-O. Kenny Williams. Uh, imagine during the breaks of Chip's podcast how he talks in his normal voice. Guys, then I'm going to do this. Ha ha. So funny. <laughs> hey, if that's what he wants to do in his life, that's fine. But I just picture the breakdown where he's got to pick out a fucking stupid ass costume. And then, and then most of the time his guests are looking at him trying to figure out if he's fucking crazy or not. No, thank you. But he does big numbers, so who am I, right? Charles Lambo, video quality has been so much better the last few times. Yeah, I've decided to start pumping up my shit. Now I just got to get content. <laughs> you should do drinking streams for uh, donos, fire sales. What's it for donos? What's, I don't know what this means. Why did I click on you? Did you fuck up uh, typing this shit? And don't say typing, Hope. Oh, my God. That you're dating yourself. I actually took a typing class in high school. Maybe I shouldn't announce that to the world. That really shows that you're fucking old. And these idiots, this idiot typing teacher goes, you know, this is a skill you're going to need for the rest of your life. And I'm like, typing? I'm not, I'm not writing a book. And then, of course... The laptops, the computers, and, and your phones. What do we do all day long? Type away, but we just use our big, stupid, silly thumbs. I know how to do this. That's why I got a lot of big, uh, a lot of typos, though. This fucking thumb. Oh, there's my scar. I almost lost uh, a big chunk of my thumb opening up a frozen orange juice can when I was just a kid. I pushed the, uh, you know, you'd use the can opener. Oh, my God, this is dating me, too. See, kids, we used to get frozen orange juice in a can that we had to open up with a can. Oh, my God, with a can opener. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, I was going through life going, you know what, man? You know, nothing is really changing in my life, so that's good. I'll never feel old. And then next thing you know, a decade or two goes by, and you realize all this stuff – that you did, that your kids do not do at all, and you realize, holy crap, I am fucking old. It's the same. It's the same type of stories my grandma used to tell. Like she's like, "Yeah, we didn't even really have electricity at the beginning of my life, and there were still horse and carriages on the street." I'm like, "How old are you?" And and the refrigerator wasn't even invented yet. I'm starting to tell those type of fucking stories to my own kids. But anyway. Uh, Frozen orange juice in a can, can opener. I'm trying to help out the family. And then I go like this with my thumb to push the lid into the uh, the can to get the goodness out. And then you put it in a pitcher and obviously you add water. And I sliced that fucking thumb. That scar is really, really old. And it's still uh, pretty significant. 
and they rushed me to the uh, the emergency room, and they're like, "Oh my God, we gotta try to save his thumb." I'm like, "I'm too young to lose my thumb." <laughs> Long story short, I don't remember anymore, but I think it was at least at least 30 stitches. It was one of those cuts where they had to like stitch inside and then stitch outside. It was it was nasty. All right, let's talk about Manscaped.com. Use the promo code Opie, O-P-I-E, to get 20% off and free shipping right now. You got the Father's Day right around the corner. You got the hairy dad. He's got the nose hair. Does he have the peat moss coming out of his ears? Does he? Get him a lawnmower 4.0 right now. By the way, Manscaped.com, promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E, to get 20% off and free shipping right now. They're more than razors for your balls. Imagine surprising your dad with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized body hair trimmer that says, your balls will thank you on the box. Oh, it's got a little light, too, so you're not nicking and messing up your area. That's nice, really nice. The lawnmower 4.0. Oh my God, how did they make it even better than before? I don't know. I'm sure it's in the copy somewhere. I don't need to read that stuff. I just know it's a great product. And they also have other amazing products like cologne, crop mop, ball wipes, the crop reviver, ball toner, and crop preserver, ball deodorant. <laughs> I love all the Manscaped products. Go to Manscaped, uh, Manscaped.com. Uh, Sometimes I, I mess up the D in Manscaped.com. Uh, Use the promo code OP, O-P-I-E, to get 20% off and free shipping. Get your dad a gift you know they will use. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped. <laughs> no, it's Manscaped.com. Use the promo code OP, O-P-I-E, don't forget that you came from your dad's balls this year. Show your original home some love with Manscaped. Don't get eaten by the whale, Louis Levesque says. I don't. I'm still thinking it could be fake. I'm still thinking it could be fake. Just how the guy was talking to the media after the fact. He he was more like low key and monotone instead of holy shit, I was in a whale's mouth. Can you believe it? Oh, look at Tommy Chesh. He knows a little something, something about this area. Any piping plover nestings out there, or are they just at the shutdown county beaches? So there's a stupid little bird called a piping plover. We've talked about the piping plovers over the years, right? And they 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 barely fly. I, I I see them like try to fly and they go like 20, 30 yards and then they're back on the ground. They certainly don't get high in the air. And uh, most of the time they twinkle toe across the sand like this. And in the early spring when they're doing this across the sand, looking for nesting, the damn uh, town gets involved and they start uh, walking these beaches. And when they see those stupid piping plover, twinkle toe feet in the sand, they come out with fucking pickup trucks and poles and wires and nettings. And then they just shut down huge areas of the beach so these damn things could do their nesting and lay their eggs. And it's an incredible inconvenience for us human beings. And look, I, I lean more towards being an environmentalist than not. But it's really annoying, especially when they decide that there's a 
there's piping plovers right in front of your house and they will set up uh, barriers that sometimes are way more than uh, than a football field right in front of your house. And then you you have to walk like two or three houses down just so you could go to this, just so they can protect these piping plovers. And then and then you're like, what a waste, because then you, you walk to the, the shoreline and all you see is just plastic and balloons and garbage all over the place. It's like our priorities are so fucking weird. And I don't even know why why it's important to save uh, the piping plover. I mean, I think it's important to save any guy. Oh, did my Instagram just go off? Goodbye, Instagram. That's all you get. My, <laughs> that's all you get on Instagram. I, I had 15% on my phone when I started Instagram Live. So those people uh, are done. They only got 15 minutes. Now, I'm a fan of trying to save uh, save uh, creatures in general, but it's been my experience. I mean, uh, I've lived a lot of my years on Long Island when I wasn't doing radio all over the place, and uh, I see these piping plovers everywhere, so I, I don't even know. I, I can't imagine they're even close to extinct. There's, there's thousands and thousands of them. <laughs> Bob Lord, Really? The plover shut down the nude beach in Rhode Island. Moonstone Beach. Moonstone Beach, huh? I've never been naked on a nude beach, but I, I have certainly have uh, walked walked through my my share. So um, out here on Long Island, well, way further. Is this going to make sense? Because it's, it's backwards on my camera. Way. All right. Tour the city. Way, way that way. West of here. There's a, there's a beach called Robert Moses. And they have a, a bunch of fields. I'm trying to remember all the fields, but it was one through five. And one of the fields was kind of family oriented. And one of the fields was like for uh, younger kids that just want to party all day while they're at the beach. And then there's um, there was field five. So you go to field five and then you take a nice walk down the beach about, I don't know, maybe a half mile. And it's it's a massive or used to be. It, it's been many, many years. It used to be a, a nude beach. It was... Uh, Absolutely amazing and horrific at the same time. You saw some horrific sights, but then every once in a while, while excuse me, you would see something really, I mean, really, really nice. So uh, my whole life growing up on Long Island, we would we would park at Field Five, and then some, you know, during the during your stay at the ocean, it depended who you were with. Some people were cool and knew what the fuck you you were doing, and and they wanted to go. Uh, go for the walk with you but other times you you would have to say stuff like oh you know i'm gonna go for a walk uh, i'll be back in a half hour i just want to get some air clear my mind knowing that you're gonna walk through a nude beach uh it was and every time you walked you did not know what you were gonna get um i would say i would say unfortunately my experience uh most of the people that went to a nude beach here on long island Field five, Robert Moses. Um, most of the people you didn't really want to see naked, but it was worth the walk for the the times that you saw something nice. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's still around because I heard there was a lot of beach erosion at, at Robert Moses, so I have no idea. But uh, man, there's nothing wrong with uh, there's nothing wrong with a new beach every once in a while. Will told me, uh, nude beach is always old people. No one needs to see. L-O-L. Uh, Jared Hager. Yeah, the nude beach is still there. You see a lot of old men with their balls hanging to their knees. <laughs> L-O-L. I think that's a generational thing. 
it's been my experience at uh, the gyms in New York City that the people that are really naked in the locker rooms are always old guys, really old guys, and they'll stand there and talk your ear off about their lives as they're completely nude. I think uh, I think uh, older people have no problem being being naked. Okay. More often, it was horrific. Spent 15 years of my ranger career on Fire Island. We shut it down a few years ago. Oh, so that that nude beach has been shut down? I guess it's weird because maybe you could explain. Um, Robert Moses Fields 1 through 5 officially can't be nude there, although I, I believe women are allowed to be topless wherever the hell they want these days. And then you had to walk because then you're off uh, Robert Moses' property. And then it's what? Then it's not state property anymore. And it, it was legal. I don't know. There was like a, there was some kind of weird workaround, I remember. The new episode of the OP Radio podcast. Well, it's not a new episode. My, my episodes, you know, for the dedicated fans, I, I have a podcast feed. And then I slowly roll them out to YouTube and Facebook. They don't do as well on YouTube and Facebook because by the time I put them up there, uh, hopefully most of my my little audience have uh, heard the podcast. But you're saying the new episode of the OP Radio podcast makes good points. That's the one that the latest one that's on YouTube. The ONA brand was worth multi millions, and even if nobody wants to admit it, they still would. Yeah, that's that's fine. But I have no desire to do to do that anymore because of the seven years Anthony decided to take all sorts of dumb, stupid shots at me. And uh, the simple point I made, you could go listen to that as well if you want. But you know, Ant tries. He has to spin something so he could justify all his hate towards me. And he, he thinks I didn't do everything to um, to um, uh, stick up for him when SiriusXM said bye-bye for his, uh, look, there's only one way to say it, uh, for his racist tweets. And my argument is simple. Even though we weren't getting along, the Opie and Anthony brand was worth millions upon millions of dollars. I'm not stupid. I know, I know Opie and Anthony uh, gets way more people checking it out than than me by myself or Anthony by himself. So for that very reason, of course I did everything to save his stupid ass. Because then the thought would have been, all right, save his stupid ass and then try to figure out how we keep the Opie and Anthony brand going and keeping, uh, look, I'll speak for myself, and keeping me happy. Why would I want the Sirius XM to just get rid of him? That, that is just the dumbest thing ever. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Rachel, are we, are we going back to porn talk? You're a fan of it looking like a firecracker went off in there. Uh, oh, Beth, you had a few call-ins from Ant on your former serious show. Why didn't you and Ant ever meet off the air to supposedly hash things out? That's a great question, man. I did five or six phone calls. Things were going great. I even toured his facility. He couldn't be bothered to be there, even though uh, he knew I was going to be there. And, uh, and then, uh, and then, uh, and then he went right back to, uh, to hating on me. And that was, that was it for me. I'm like, okay, look, I, I've done everything I can. Good luck to you. I hope you find inner peace somehow, some way, but, uh, good luck to you. Yeah, this is not, uh, you know, this is not wrong. Um, I'm, I'm trying to do uh, less and less of this to be honest with you, but, uh, this is not wrong. It's. It's true a reunion is impossible because Norton and Anthony were backstabbing Opie the whole t- whole time. Excuse me. I wouldn't blame Opie for not wanting back in with millions on the table. It shows Opie's character. Fuck yeah. There's not enough money 
in the world to dip back into that situation. And, and uh, with time, you learn a lot of things. And you learn that those guys were talking shit behind my back for a really, really long time. Look, you know, I said it. When you have three guys doing something, three's a, a terrible number. Four's not bad. We did four in the last uh, version of my radio show with me, Vic Henley, Sherrod, and Carl. We did four. And uh, that balances everything out because it's really hard to be uh, three against one. But three is a terrible number because inevitably it's going to be two against one. And unfortunately, you know what? I was the odd man out. What are you going to do? But those guys uh, talked a lot of shit behind my back and barely ever confronted me to try to work some of this stuff out. It was very, very rare. Oh, God, no. All right, look, I, I, I'm done with the uh, the ONA questions today. Oh, really, Jack Buchanan? Welcome to the club. Oh, my hair's looking like uh, William Wallace, LOL. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, COVID is done. Oh, it's time to chop it off to the old school style. Absolutely. I, uh, I went to the supermarket yesterday, and they have a, a sign, giant sign. It used to be you can't come in without a mask. Now the giant sign says we strongly urge and want you to consider wearing a mask before you come in. Giant, giant letters. And then you go in there and you see who the defiant ones are. I'm like, you know what? I'll wear a mask. Because like I said, uh, there's an article in the paper yesterday. They said, yeah, the COVID's going away in general. As long as you're vaccinated, you're in a much better spot. That's where I, that's what I believe. Um, but they said like uh, the clue, uh, the, excuse me. Wow. Too much coffee. Slow down. Take a breath. Uh, they said that uh, colds and flus are coming back. Just like I, I said. So I'm like, ah, I don't need to look pretty in a stupid supermarket. So I walked in with my mask and uh, when I'm down an aisle and no one's around, I was pulling it down, taking a couple breaths, doing that type of thing. Because I was more thinking, you know, my immune system's got to suck being so protected for the last year. So if I can and I don't need to look pretty, then fuck, I'll wear a mask here and there. But there are people up and down those aisles, no mask, and they just look at you like, say something. They really want a confrontation. I'm missing some roof uh, tiles, I just noticed. Um, but they want a confrontation, and I'm like, look, technically they don't have to wear the mask in the supermarket. That's okay, but don't glare at me. And then other stores, they're all they're all about, you, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. That, you know, I, I, I get it. Uh, Rachel, I went to the liquor store and the hardware store, and I was the only one wearing a mask. My point today is simple. If you don't want to wear a mask, you know, at this point, a lot of... A, a lot of establishments, they don't require it any, anymore. Okay. I know if I wear a mask, I'm protecting myself from other shit as well. Um, and I definitely will wear a mask every time I fly from now on. And I definitely will wear a mask next winter especially. That's I, I learned a thing or two. But my whole point is don't don't glare at us because you want a confrontation because you, you're not wearing a mask. Okay. Store says you don't have to wear a mask. You're not wearing a mask. And and end of it. If you're vaccinated, you don't have to worry. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, I got two kids that aren't vaccinated, so I don't know how that I don't know how that plays out officially. Um, I don't know. I, you know, as a parent, I'm just trying to keep them as safe as possible. Um, you know, they're not secluded by any stretch of the imagination. They're doing playdates and stuff, but we're, we're trying to be careful. John Quartz, I wear a mask now because I haven't had flu, cold, or anything else. Yeah, that's what I said. That's the beauty of um, 
being isolated and wearing a mask for the last year. I hadn't, I haven't had any of that shit either. And I, I easily get a bunch of that stuff over the year. Uh, I'm happy to wear a mask in stores. I'll wear one on flights as well when I start traveling again. The rest of the world has been doing it for years. Yeah, man. Especially, you're sitting in that dumb fucking seat. Of course I'm going to wear a mask now. Because every time I flew, by the time I landed, I had some dumb thing. Because of that stupid air that circulates through the plane. So all it takes is one idiot with a cold and then the air goes through like this. Oh, everyone's going to get a cold now. Here's your peanuts and, and ginger ale and here's your cold. Enjoy your trip. Fuck that. Done with that. Well, I try to make sure both sides are represented. I try. So here you go. Tommy Chesh. They have to keep pushing the control factor. Fauci will be back will be back telling us that the virus lives on cornflakes, boxes, and paper grocery bags, but it's going away because it's politicized. Politicized attempts have faded. Time for another red flag event. I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I don't agree with you, my friend, Tommy Chesh. I think, uh, I think Fauci and the other um, people, the CDC especially, all the other, I don't know if Fauci's a CDC. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But I went to the CDC website a lot during the... Um, during the past year, uh, you know, and, and it was strangely um, very different than what they were telling us on the cable news channels. To listen to politicians over doctors and scientists, I, I don't know why you would do that. I just don't know why. But this was a whole brand new thing, and we were learning as we went along, man. And I think in general, I think uh, I think in general, Fauci and the and, and a lot of the other scientists and the CDC, I think in general they did a pretty good job trying to keep us informed on this on this COVID nineteen. You know, and then unfortunately, you learn as time went on that we didn't have to scrub down all our groceries as soon as we came into the house. And I was doing that, man. My fruit tasted like crap. You're spraying fantastic on apples and <laughs> and strawberries. No, not strawberries, but the apples because they're not in a container. Oh, my God. You can't really get that taste off the apple. And then that was a relief when they're like, all right, that's stupid. We were dumb. We were dumb to think that. You don't have to you know, wipe down all your groceries. So it was a it was a live and learn thing, I think. Oh, I, I, Tommy, thank you. I will say this is the comment of the day right here, and I'll tell you why. Because we're, um, we're, meaning me and our little community that we're building, slow, slowly but surely, there's a, lot of, um, there's a lot of live streamers, there's a lot of radio shows, there's a lot of podcasters. It's my way or the highway. And that's where, that's where we are these days, unfortunately, in um, entertainment in general. And I like to be one of the guys that definitely try to get, uh, you know, both sides talking and, and discussing this shit. So that's that's why I like your comment. That's okay. We don't need to, to agree on everything, and it's good for discussion. 100%. As long as you're, like, willing to discuss it a little bit and, and give your two cents right after my two cents. But in this world, unfortunately, the point I just made, then, you know, you tweet that out on Twitter especially, and all you get back is, Snowflake, Limtard, Wokey, he's Wokey. And they just want to insult you instead of, like, disgusting this discussing this shit oh please Jim Sharkey Howard Stern was never brave he was always a wimp 
Howard never got the memo. It is staggering what a COVID uh, <laughs> Stern has become. He was always that guy. Paranoid. He was always that guy. Let's go to John Quartz. Uh, go to scientists for science, not Fox News or CNN. Science is learning day by day, and they didn't get everything right, but the science on the vaccines is sound, 100%. And a lot of science is wrong. If you know anything about science, it's always about, we think it's this, and then you study this, and you go, no, now it's this. And slowly but surely, you get to the truth on things. 100%. Thank you, John Quartz. I agree. These guys study it 24 hours a day while these asshole politicians are just trying to make a name for themselves down in Washington. <laughs> Getting both sides talking is one thing. If the other side is rational, take that however you like. There you go. Oh, man, we are, uh, we are a divided country. We are a divided nation. And I, I say this. Down here in the New York area, you got the Yankees. Yankees fans hate the Red Sox. Red Sox fans hate the Yankees. And this is what politics has become. It's all these Yankee fans trying to convince the Boston fans that they should become Yankee fans. That's our politics in a nutshell. And it's never going to work. Us just going like this day after day after day, thinking that you'll say just the right thing and then you'll finally pull people to your side. It's not going to happen. So that's why I always thought, like, let's try to meet in the middle. There's some good things that the left have. There's good things that the right have. And we need to discuss this. And maybe somehow we can make this country greater. Maybe. I say maybe because I, I, I don't really, uh, I don't believe that is possible anymore. Sadly. Yeah, I, well, that's what I just said, California Eagle, pretty much. Uh, these days, it will be very hard to communicate with anyone. 100%. That's why I try to avoid it. I now walk away from people when they start talking about uh, politics or Trump or whatever. I just walk away. I'm like, I, I, I can't waste my day on this. I can't. I'll give you a couple of my dumb thoughts and then let's go fish or do something else. Anything else. Anything else. I can't do it. And it's sad because uh, I'll, I'll, I'll end with this. Uh, the two sides. We're just fighting for dumb crumbs. We're not. We're not. We're not part of the group. None of us are. So you got the left and you got the right. All we're fighting for is the dumb crumbs that they drop for us. We're not part of the group. We're still working our asses off, barely getting anywhere, paying uh, stupid taxes, hoping you could take one week, maybe two weeks a year vacation. Nothing has changed in your lifetime. We're not a lot. We just fight for the dumb crumbs. We are stupid. And we just allow them to do this. They want us fighting over the crumbs. God. And I just wish more people understood that. I mean, I was lucky to have a dad that was very open-minded. I would say he would have leaned um, uh, pretty right. But I don't know. He loved people, though. I'm not sure if the right loves people. <laughs> Here we go. And he just taught me how to think out of the box. And my whole life, I never depended on a politician to make my life better. Now, then again, I went into a career. Maybe it didn't matter as much. I got to be fair in that regard. But I never depended on any of these people to make my life better. Because I know they're all full of shit. I know they are. Every single one of them. Name one, one politician that's not full of shit. Please. Sitting in his beach house. Oh, two Tefs. Yeah, what's wrong with that? 
I grew up uh, very, very poor on Long Island and made something of myself, you idiot. That's my whole point. God, you're just a dope. What does that have to do with anything? I'm not from old money. I scraped by my entire life. Made I literally was poor my most more of my life than not. Still. Still. And I made something of myself. And I worked fucking hard at it. Is he a Jim and Sam fan? Alright, you're done, two taps. I because I you know what? I'm not dealing with this crap anymore. Goodbye. He's out. And Jim and Sam, yeah, they do stink. Haven't heard any of their show, but they do fucking stink. Me and Anthony left them a huge Opie and Anthony audience, and you don't hear much buzz about them at all. So, yeah, I would say they do stink. <laughs> all right, this is... <laughs> Will. Opie's from dirty money. Dirty meaning wiffle ball bat challenge money. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bravo. All right. You have uh, cool UFO stories. I got to go, but we were having a beach fire once with a whole bunch of people. So there were a lot of um, eyewitnesses to this. And you'll see like the planes coming from the distance over the ocean. And this one was lit up. It was pretty low in the sky to the point where the lights were shining off the ocean. And we were all just kind of checking it out. And out of nowhere, I know, I know what this sounds like, but out of nowhere, the damn thing disappeared. And we're like, that's crazy. Maybe they turned off their lights or whatever the fuck, but we couldn't figure out what happened to this plane. And to this day, uh, we bring it up. I'm sure there's an explanation. I'm not going to be one of these guys. I'm sure there's some kind of explanation. I mean, I would, I'd be more freaked out if, uh, you know, that same plane then, all of a sudden had a beam of light that was shining down on our beach fire or something like that. Then I would be like, oh my God, I think that was a UFO. But uh, but this event happened to the point where we definitely discuss it. And the people that were there that day enjoying the beach fire, when, uh, when we hang with them, it, it comes up uh, pretty frequently because we're like, what the hell, man?